What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Be Uncommon with Caleb and Luke. On this episode, we talk about our new favorite book of this year. It's Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. If you haven't checked it out, listen to this podcast to get a little summary and go read it yourself. Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. What is up, Uncommon people? Caleb and Luke here from The Uncommons. Um, as you can see, we're in a new studio, um, aka my apartment for right now. Last yeah. one we filmed was at Luke's uh, apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the dungeon upgraded apartment, our videography. Uh, the type dungeon, aka you know, the garage. The garage slash headquarters. Which, slash also, which also had a great canvas of Jackie Robinson. I'm a big canvas guy. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. You know, my, my place has Batman and Muhammad Ali, and your place has the one and only Mac Miller. So, you know what? Big Mac canvas people, aka shout out anybody who watches this podcast who uh, produces canvases, including um, iCanvas.com, if you're watching, <laughs> just let me know. Okay. Sponsorship. <clears throat> Moving on. So, um, as everything's been upgrading our lives and we've been growing and trying to grow and uh, failing and just going through pretty much the bumps, bruises, ups and downs and uh, inevitably stepping in shit of life. Whoa, whoa, are we going to be podcasters that actually say that we fail some fucking times? <laughs> That's a real thing that happens oh in the human process yeah. of doing shit, yeah. of being actual doers yeah. and we fail? We do well, do that, huh? we're doers and we fail, to be honest. Like, I feel like shit right now. But uh, Explain that. I just feel, I feel run down. I feel... Um, I'm just tired. I've been fucking. We're, we've been through the shits, but we've been grinding. So like, we have been. Yeah. And so you know what that's a result of. Yeah. Doing so much shit all the time. Yeah. Like like, if I could put it into um an an image for viewers and listeners. Um, I feel like a machine gun that it's like. When yeah, you have no more bullets. Yeah. My body feels like that. Emotionally, sometimes I feel like that. But like. Mostly spiritually, I'm, um, I've been on the verge of getting there, and I think what you and I do really well is you and I reload a little bit before each other needs to reload so we can pick each other up and keep going. Yes. You yes, know, so absolutely. you're feeling a little run down, and I just reloaded maybe two no, weeks ago. No, I know. Yeah, no, you've, you've you been on know that, And you know that. And so I've been dialed and going, yeah. so I, you know, like, I can <laughs> go. Really and then if, if it were to keep keep going two or three weeks from now, maybe I was going to feel a little run down, but yeah. by that time, I know yeah. he's going to be dialed. And yeah. and going. We and have we have pillars. Well, yeah. yeah, we have yeah. pillars, and it's definitely like that. Where, you know, we feel like sometimes we're always taking on all these other pro- all these problems. And when it comes to yourself, you like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like I'm, I'm my glass is empty. You know. So uh-huh. the reason I say all this is like, well, I feel like shit, but you got to do things you got to do. And I, but mentally and and like spiritually, I feel I feel okay. Like I feel okay, but like I want to talk. I want to produce. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. I um, although while. Because I maybe feel like I could selfishly say this because yeah. um I know you yeah better than almost anybody in your life knows yeah. you other than maybe your parents and me yeah um and even beyond that without yeah. without crossing a weird line uh, <laughs> I I know you really really fucking yeah, well and yes. you know me really fucking well mm-hmm. so I can weirdly predict when I hey. Caleb's going downhill a little bit, yeah. and that's okay. So yeah. I know when I got to do yeah. things a little bit differently. Yeah. And yeah. also, you can tell by the conversations, the texts we have, yes. that aren't even about that. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, Luke's not feeling right now. I get it. Yeah. I'm no, short via yes. text. Yes. I don't throw the funny gifts in yeah. text messages. I'm not really feeling it. But even like, the things that you randomly say, like yeah. the mindset, like we know what yeah, we're Yeah, where it's like, just like, it's not any things where it's like, oh, like, poor me. But it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm not feeling as much of you're a going through it. You're just going, you're just going through it a little bit, man, and that's life, and that's human. But so, I think I want to hop on that when I'm feeling this way, too, because it's real, and it's raw, and it's not staged. It's not 
Um, but like I said, so going back to like the reason I said this, and you are on a really new wave, like we talked about last podcast, we have a new apartment. I mean, you changed your diet, your look, you've been working your ass off. The progress of just, mm-hmm. you know how you, I mean, from literally, I think you were starting to go through like when we kind of started the do hard shit challenge, you did the hard to kill challenge. Like you started doing challenges because you were like in a weird place. And so even me too, like I feel like routinely or like my morning things and just little things, like I started to think way too much about the future, not be present. Yep. Right? Like not be present present and understand that it's all about the process. There is no destination. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's been my problem. And what keeps me grounded, which is what I'm getting to about this whole podcast, is when I'm in my car or I'm just chilling or maybe a long drive, like I listened to it with Minnie and, and Truth in the Car the other day. Uh, I turn on green lights by Matthew yep. McConaughey. And it's, you know, I haven't even finished it yet. Um, wait, but, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We started this podcast and I didn't even know that. Wait, what? Yeah, I haven't even finished it yet. So my notes are, my notes on on all of my book, on the book and everything are, are so don't, don't think past these notes. I love that. Okay, great. So don't think past oh, these notes. I got so much more hype for this podcast yeah. because you don't even know. Yeah. I feel like you yeah, no, 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 no. no. Um, if you know, if you if you got that, I want you to DM me, and I'm gonna send you an uncommon shirt. If you know exactly what I said right now, for the Jimmy Tejo reference, we're friends. I'm gonna send you an uncommon shirt on me. So, you should definitely do that <laughs> because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so, like I said, my, I haven't finished it yet, but been listening to it. Um, so let's let's, yeah. let's talk about yeah. What is Cutlass? Well, first of all, listening to Green Lights with Matthew McConaughey's so, voice. So it's Green Lights. It's a it's a oh, book yeah. by Matthew McConaughey. It's and a memoir. It's a it's a memoir. And if you listen to the first maybe eight to nine hundred words of it, and I mean listen. Oh, it's it's a it's a it's poetry. I, I, and poetry. I really mean listen to it because I've read and listened to it both ways. And I mean and this book has made such an impact on me. Mm-hmm. I've read it. Um, I've listened to it. And as soon as I, as I listen to it, it's one of two books in my entire life. As soon as I've finished listening to it, I accepted I'm going to get a tattoo based on, the, based on the book. One of one books that's ever done that to me, and it's David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. That's, that's right here. On my wrist, that's a tattoo from the book. What does it say? Uncommon amongst uncommon people, a.k.a. We Are the Uncommons. It made that big of an impact on me. This book has made the same, if not more, of an impact on me. I think maybe more, actually. Um, there will be a tattoo on my body at some point because of this book, but this book is the, it's a memoir. It is, um, it is a challenging handbook on so many things about life because Matthew McConaughey is arguably the most interesting man in the world. He's the the most uncommon person. He is the Dos Equis dude. But he is the guy that should be casted as the Dos Equis interesting man in the world. Because he's, because he's been with a lot i'm not gonna say all but he's been with a lot of parts mm-hmm. walks of life like he's he, experienced he has, and he's he, balanced he's, he's challenged balanced. himself probably more than anybody i know because mm-hmm. while i love david goggins as much if not more than any individual on the planet of like someone i've, I've he never puts met himself in one in one he puts himself physically and mentally for sure yeah, yeah. And, and emotionally but like in in, in a thing in, in, a, a, in a physical fitness way yeah almost, right? and and that's not degrading what he does at all jesus at yeah. all yeah the guys incredible. but what's interesting about Matthew McConaughey is because he he challenges himself in so many different channels and facets and, and aspects, aspects yeah. of his life that it has inspired me to challenge myself in certain ways in same ways in different ways it's challenged me to try new routines new challenges every day it challenged me to get rid of certain routines and challenges and he is he's just interesting 
And one way I've learned about one way to be interesting to other people is to be interested in other yes. people. Yes, when you're curious and you're questioning, and but that's why I think it's so great because in the whole uncommons, like we are both relentlessly curious about other people. Like every time I meet somebody, I'm just like, wow, dude, cool. Like, what else did you do? You did this, dude. What? How was that? Like, because it's different from me and my environment, and like I want to be surrounded by different people and influences. And I mean, it's I love the people that like the whole politics thing, right? Like some people only follow. Yeah, uh, certain parties. Yep. And it's like, well, you're missing a whole other side of the story, which you, with whether you agree with or not, you should still see the other perspective. And if you, that makes sense. You, you know, know what I think? You have it, to experience it for sure. And you know what I think it is about when you are interested in other people, you're interested in other people, but you're only interested in other people if you've if you've done shit yourself. That's the only way that you can actually be interested. Yeah. You can act interested for sure. You can yeah. ask questions and run the course and do the yeah. shit. For sure, and people, you can like for one event or two nights or whatever, you can like seem like an interesting dude, and then people can like really catch up with you and be like, oh, that guy kind of sucks, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like if you've done stuff, you don't have to post about. It, it doesn't have to be about social any any shit like that. But if you've actually done the shit, and by done the shit, I mean like made the hard decisions, mm-hmm. like done stuff that's challenging to yourself. It doesn't always have to be challenging to other people. Yeah. But if you've done a wide variety of things. And then you ask people how they're doing, and you, by doing those other things, you open yourself to the opportunity and the availability of asking those questions to other people. Yes. So when you do something so far out of the ordinary, the door. Yeah. but if you do something so far, 180 degrees this way, it opens you up to realizing that that question all the way over here, and you ask that person there, they're like, I've never even thought about that. But then that person over there asked you, like, how did you think about that? Well, because I did this. Boom. There you go. Selfishly, it's about you now, which you kind of wanted all along. That's totally okay. All <laughs> humans want that. That's not weird and unusual. That's how humans operate. That's fine. But because of you, you did this thing all the way back here three yes, months ago. You've experienced something. You've experienced something. That's you have relatable. the knowledge to relate and ask that question all the way over here. Yes. Now they're asking you about it after they don't know what you're talking about. Boom. Now you're the most interesting person at the party, at yeah. the event, at the thing. And that's honestly, people want that. Whether they say they don't, they or they say that they do. That's how humans yeah. operate. They want to be the people that are talked about, or interested, or asked about. But if you do more stuff, that's how it works. That's how the cycle, the flywheel. That's how it all works. So that's kind of like what we're going about right now, and that's what Green Life is all about. Because this dude did and does a lot of shit, and that's why I am, I am a huge fan of Matthew McConaughey. I am a massive. Fan he of just never let anything dictate his decisions and he did everything based on himself and he's relatable and he's real and he's raw and he's open and especially in the memoir like when he's so when he's, relatable I love when it's him talking about his memories because yeah it's relatable and that everything's perfect and there's ups and there's downs and like we talked about it earlier where um, a dude on The Bachelor was like you know I know being well rounded isn't sexy and it's like bro like balance is sex like mm-hmm. balance is sexy bro like understanding and being able to relate and put yourself in other people's shoes from different walks of life and understanding and just like we talked about being related like relating to something yeah, relating like, to somebody their thoughts their perceptions like in the 1500s being the renaissance man was like cool and sexy and the shit and nowadays like being the renaissance man isn't the being the influencer in the business owner and the, all of the all of like the you know sexy things on instagram being the renaissance man is being the hunter and the provider yeah no being the doer and the dyer being Balance. being all of the things of like can you be the dude that 
the poetic that order. relates to your lover and also understands how to love and also understands how to cry and understands how to communicate and use all, does all of that stuff. Dude, all of that stuff also communicates fucking clearly grammatically because that was super bad. <laughs> and also can quote super bad, yeah. which is part of being, being the current Renaissance man. But can do all of all of the stuff that like relates to all of the emotions and the senses. That's the current day Renaissance man, who, in a man crush kind of way, is how we feel about Matthew McConaughey and, 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 and Joe Rogan and Joe. Well, and yeah. plenty of other guys yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I'm I mean, saying that's are, the vibe that there are so many it. other guys, but Matt yeah. Nahe, for this, the sake of this podcast, is the guy that we're focusing on because he does that. And a lot of guys will see him as, as lame, as feminine, or even as politically, who sees how he uses it, as gay and lame and like all those things, which we do not see him as at all, but as honest and vulnerable and to us, fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, he, to, to us, He's a fucking man. He's a guy. He's a dude. He is, he is, um, as a baseball term, he's the dude. Yeah. And what we mean by, by the dude, when uh, you're getting ready for a team, baseball-wise, you know, throughout the week, and you, you go, hey, who's slowing for them? And hey, um, shout out, here, here's a, here's a shout Patrick out. Patrick Sandoval. <laughs> here's a Patrick, he, Patrick Sandoval is, uh, he's slowing on Friday. He's a dude. That's what we mean. We mean it's like, hey, he's, he's the guy. He's that you don't, that you don't want to face. He's that. like, where it's like in middle school or high school, it's just like your friend group is maybe like beefing a little bit, and like you might get in a fight, but also one friend group has a dude that can like really throw. And <laughs> I mean throw down, not like left hand Patrick Sandoval who like struck me out maybe every time I ever faced him. <laughs> He's a dude, right? Also, also, last time I faced Patrick Sandoval, I hit a double. But also, <laughs> I was also two for probably I think three hundred and sixty-four. I'm gonna say my entire just career. Do the bat out there, or what? And, and like maybe seven career years. I'm two, two for three hundred sixty-four. I love that. But let's move on. All right. So we've both. I've read Green Lights. I've listened to Green Lights. I loved it so much. As soon as I finished it, I restarted it on Audible like a psychopath because that's a that's a story for another time because that's what I do with content. I love this book because it has had. It has had it almost, is an impact, dude. Almost, if not more, but I'll say almost as much impact as a Bible on my life, and which is a lot. It's also well, it's, 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 it's his Bible, dude. It's if he if life. he heard that if he heard that he'd be like that's a lot of fucking pressure because if some, if I create content someone said to me I'd be like but it's almost like he's not, not you're not pressuring him in the sense of that like this book's making you. No, do no, things. No. It's, it's inspiring. Exactly. It's it is inspiring me, and it's yeah. like it's inspiring to be a better person, more and challenge yourself, like, and get outside your comfort zone. Better person, and that's it's inspiring me to yeah. just challenge what subjective means and yeah. what like um, um, we want to be your green light, bro. The uncommons want to be your green so light. So <laughs> I'm gonna let you take over. He's had a lot of notes on green lights as we've uh, as he's gone through it. Do you just want me to go through the notes and then yeah. what, what comes up for you at that section? Yeah, right? exactly right. Because there there are so much, and honestly. Um, there's probably three books in my life that I have gift, or two books in my life that I've gifted to people, but this is going to be the third one that I probably didn't gift more than any other. We so, should just label this Spark Notes version for a little bit of green Spark lights. Notes through halfway, and yeah. we just with green lights. <laughs> All right, go. So green lights. The first thing that really, um, the first line that like right one, I think it's like the opening. Mm-hmm. I miss a lot too. So this is like I don't write everything down because sometimes well, I'm literally we'll in go my over car. We'll have a, yeah. we'll have a second episode. Of well, yeah, because yeah, so. Yeah. Yellow turn green lights. These are my uh, my, my golden nuggets. So stepping in shit is inevitable. Green but nuggets. not 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 green nuggets. <laughs> just ah, yeah, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, stepping in shit is inevitable. So let's either see it as good luck or figure out how to do it less often. And it's almost like 
Yep. Like you yep. control your like control you control. Yep. So like let's figure the it's figured out. It's like yeah, that's exactly what it is. And yeah. uh, gosh, this is so relevant to me right now. And it's um because if any of you who have listened to this has tried to run a business before, um, you realize that there's a way to fund the dream while you're doing it. Fuck. Because yeah. this way has not been profitable enough yet, which I'll admit it openly to people, yeah. to fund our living for rent. We both have apartments. We both have to uh, you know, pay for food. He's going to pay for food for two people. I've got to pay for food for myself. He has to pay for a for a pet. I don't like. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of things, yeah. right? Why well, do I have to hold up my end of the bargain in my house? You know. Yeah. No. Like, like you don't want to be slacking. You know, on your end. For sure. And and there's also like you know, won't get into now the male component of you want to be the pr- provider. You know? Yeah. Like that's that's a that, uh, well, that's, that's personally what I believe in how my household. I feel like in my yeah. But same way. So there's stepping shit and seeing it as you know as good luck or figuring out how to do it less often, right? Because stepping shit sucks. Here's a question for the, the watcher or listener. If, have you ever stepped in dog shit? And also, if you say no, you're a fucking liar. And if you haven't ever stepped in any shit, and if you say no, walk in a park or something. Because if you haven't stepped in it, it's a great life experience. Because you'll figure out how to do it less often. That's the entire point of Matthew McConaughey saying that. Well, if you haven't stepped in shit, you probably haven't. You also have places. you haven't walked in that place. Because that's the first you're thing. You're definitely not doing Project Tarzan right now. Absolutely. <laughs> but... I, I just pitched a, a really big uh, client in, for a really big project and something else I am doing. And for the pitch I did, they said, they said it doesn't make sense for them right now. And my first reaction was, that sucks, it's totally right for you. For sure, that was my first internal reaction. It was like, yes. you're wrong, this is right for you. And then I realized how selfish and egotistical that was. Yeah, your ego, yeah. They know what the fuck is right for their business right now. And even if yeah. they don't, but they, even if they don't realize what's right for maybe their marketing business, they know what's right for their, their business, their core, yeah. their ethos. Yeah. So I hit him back after I, I thought about it for a little bit was, hey, is there another way? Yeah. Is there another way we can work together? Because I like, I like what you guys stand for. Yeah. So there's a way that I, I worked to figure out as, as good luck. And they could have said no. Like, great. But I said, and they, they also asked, like, hey, I know you spent a lot of time prepping us for this moment and we still said no. Can we pay you up until this point? And I said, you know what? No, I don't want you to pay me for this point because we didn't agree on that beforehand. That's awesome. And that's you you, you yeah. said you you know they asked me and they were like I, I know this took a lot of work can we pay can we pay you to this point point? and it's not to say like I'm a cool person I'm great I should deserve more karma fuck that no it's uh we didn't agree agree on that beforehand so I, I feel weird and guilty but I don't like that yeah that's just a me personal yeah. thing yeah and there are some people that are like you should have totally charged that great but yeah. I I said hey. I've, I've worked out with a couple of your people that, and I mean physically gone through the shits and worked out physically, lifted shit that was really heavy, gone through a bunch of shit with people who have worked for your company. Is there a way that we can work together moving forward? If not, I get it, and I don't want you to pay me for my time beforehand. But I'm figuring out a way to make this shit that I just stepped in by you telling me no, turn into, hey, good luck, maybe. You know, maybe next time someone says no, I, to see. if I can flip it around, and within an hour, and they, that company is in New Zealand, and we are in California, and they said, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Let me hit you back on Monday. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll find a way to we'll make it work. We'll figure something out, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And that's my version of, uh, hey, let's figure out how to make this shit feel like good luck, because yeah. I, I felt like you it might was good be a, luck. You might be a missing puzzle piece they never knew they needed, you know? Who, who knows? But yeah. it's, it's one of those things of, that's a small piece of, yeah, and I also, I don't know how it's going to turn out. We still might not work together. Who knows? Yeah. 
But also, we would have not gotten the 20 yards. You would have never further. known. You would have we're never known. Not, we're at the 40 right now, but we sure as shit would not have gotten to the 20 if I would have said, okay, the 40. Yeah, exactly. If you would have just sent it and taken a chance and risked everything and even going against your ego and everything. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just got to put your ego down and yeah, how can we make this work? And that's just putting yourself out there. Um, that's pretty much everything that Green Lights is about. I mean, that's awesome too because... That's why I like Mike Studd so much too. Like I post a lot of Mike Studd stuff because um, we just, he's just Mike now. But um, he his whole thing is like you never know. Like mm -hmm. and he means that by like you never know what like tomorrow could be the day that changes your life or the next hour you can get a phone call that derails you into the best possible case scenario or <clears throat> the, <clears throat> the best thing that never happened. You know what I'm saying? So you never know. Take the chance. Jump well, in the water. You know what the other thing is too? Is you don't know if shit is shit or if shit is just chocolate fucking cookie dough. You goddamn don't know. Because there are things that he said to me before where I'm just like, I, I have taken it and I have known him <clears throat> since I was 11 or 12. And I'd be like, he'll be in a bad fucking mood right now. What's yeah. going on? Like, I'll, I'll text him back like, fuck with him a little bit, push him. Yeah. And then he'll text him back something 180 degrees different. But, oh, shit. I thought he was in a bad mood. He's yeah. actually, he's on a totally different thought process that is so far ahead of me right now <laughs> and he's he's my vibe and he's going with it and he's running and I'm not there yet and I need to figure out to be a better partner to get catch up to him but at first I'm like he's been shitting what, what is he doing and I assumed you know I, I assumed, no I assumed yeah. he was feeling fucking shit right now mm -hmm. he's assuming chocolate cookie dough and he wants to eat chocolate cookie dough and he's gone yeah and there there's sometimes where you have to figure out how to make you know the shit feel like luck and there's times where other people are doing that and stop fucking assuming it's it's shit and be like hey you know what this might be chocolate goddamn cookie dough and he, he might be in a vibe but she might be in a vibe they might be in a vibe so and, i'm just gonna taste go. it yeah <laughs> just, <laughs> that's all that's the whole thing i thought the whole time when you were uh i mean that's how much that's you just taste it it's really true you gotta risk it to get the biscuit you have to risk it to get, get the <laughs> Holy. sometimes it looks like oh, shit but tastes like cookie you dough, have so to risk it get. to get the holy shit get, get next one um, oh my god. We don't have to riff Taste on this it? one. Taste it? Oh wow, that was bold. <laughs> we don't have to riff on this one, but this, I thought this was really funny. Bumper stickers tell you a lot about the person in front of you. Oh my god, this is so true. No, I want to riff on this for fucking maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> you go, but I am, I'm about uh, it. Well, it's really related to it because it's funny, like if you see a bumper sticker, like it's somebody's beliefs, it's their ideas, it's maybe they have kids, maybe they have a dog, like but, it's literally giving you like an insight into their life. Like I thought it was really funny. But they're, they're like bumper stickers, I, I don't know, he said bumper stickers because if you read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, his entire book is technically about the idea of bumper stickers. Yeah. And it's the idea of bumper stickers have this weird space in life where um, he believes, I mean, he, but also a lot of comedians believe they should exist of like, well, there's nothing offensive in bumper stickers. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're fucking bumper stickers. Like, yeah. are you going to be mad at a bumper sticker? Yeah. Like, if so, get over yourself. Come on. Yeah. But it's like from the idea of when you, some people see the bumper stickers of, and I, I feel guilty about this because I do this all the time. When someone has the, uh, my son was the store student at so-and-so elementary school. I see that and I go, oh, I got their license plate. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're lame as shit. Your son needs to grow up. But also, I'm selfish and I'm a dickhead. That's really cool for the family. <laughs> but also, like, you see other bumper stickers a lot of times where it's like, as soon as you see a not of this world bumper sticker, you see a bumper sticker of a bunch of the stick figure families at, uh, in the left corner of a, of a back man, show. Yeah, oh, man. You see that and all of a sudden you're like, I know what's important to that dad. Yeah. Cool as shit. But also, when you're younger, you're like, lame. Johnny likes soccer, lame. And, but then you you see like it's actually Dave the dad driving in, be like actually or, Dave made the decision to put it on there, and Dave enjoys supporting his 
Join Johnny in soccer. Or we're saying good luck to Luke in his all-star game, number 20. Red on the windows. So much you you actually sack up and stop feeling so fucking selfish about it, personally, myself, and realize like what the driver of the car is thinking about. You're like, oh, actually, cool as shit. Dave, Dave the dad is really supporting his child, and while he might feel fucking lame doing that sometimes, which isn't actually, when you grow up you realize it, yeah. and he's supporting his child who feels cool that his dad felt cool enough to ride all over the back of the car, it's really fucking cool, and that's what like Green Life is all about, is like, you, you find bumper stickers in life, and he quotes a bunch of them throughout. So amazing. And he says, he says bumper stickers tell you a lot about the person in front of you, right? From the fonts to the words to the colors in the bumper stickers. True. And if you listen to or you watch this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Round font, a little trippy, green, yellow, orange. You'd be like, all right, this person, there's a peace sign on it. He smokes pot. For <laughs> sure. He smokes pot. You, you see it. And you look at the person and you go, yep, you smoke pot as you're driving by. But you don't know the person. You could be totally right. They might smoke pot. But there could be some weird preconceived thing of like, they're lame. They're a loser. Blah, blah, blah. And you have no fucking idea. Well, you just don't know anything. You have no fucking clue about that person. I think that's the best thing about Green Lights is you don't know. Everybody's got a story and you don't know anybody else's. So for you, that goes back to the whole point we talked about is. You have what you don't know. Well, and you're meeting people where they're at. They're at a certain point in their life. You're at a certain point. I love that point. Well, when you're meeting people where they're at, and that's what something that Matt Coleman told me, and it's. And to me, it's related to me so much because it's like where people are at, like think of your parents, like this is the first time they're going through that situation. This is the first time we're going through today. Mm-hmm. Everybody's first time going through this Not moment. Not even the parents, everybody. Yeah, everybody's first time going through this moment. Every, it's everybody's first all the time. Yep. Like no one's gone through like, like football. Every play is its own play. Every play is its own play in the sense of what happened last play doesn't dictate this day. It could be a play action, it could be this. It doesn't mean anything from last play the next play is the next play, it's its own play. And that's how every second of life is, man. Like every second is its own point in time that's the first for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like everybody's just trying to figure it out, bro. So like don't take life so personal, don't have expectations, detach from things because everything changes and we're supposed to grow, we're supposed to change. The let's grow together thing, like we die by that because it's let's grow together, let's change together for the betterment of ourselves and everybody around us and being our true authentic self. And that's mm-hmm. what, Green Lights to me is because he portrays what he's gone through to be where he's at. He re- he's reflecting on all these moments as he's a grown man and, and, and he's, he's connecting how he is now to what he went through at those moments. Like, uh-huh. And that's what I'm thinking of. It makes me think of stuff and going and doing shit and having stories. And, and I was just telling a client today, like age is like this imaginary number that society has put on things where it's like, like, dude, age, like, you have so much, like, people think, like, oh, I'm 50, I'm old. Like, bro, you have, your first of all, your body is, is capable of amazing things. So if you take care of it, and it takes care of you. You know what the worst thing is? Amazing is a statement. I would say understated, but we don't even know it yet. Exactly. We actually don't even know. I've had people tell me, like, well, you're 24, you're not even in your prime yet. And I'm like, what? I'm not even in my prime yet. And I'm like, dude, you're 30s. And I'm like, what? I can't wait. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, what? I can't wait. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't. I, I don't, it's not old, it's experience. It's, it's yeah. just experience, man. Like, so don't look at it as old, like, oh, I shouldn't, bro, go live life. Because all you're going to do, in their deathbed, I forgot where I got this from, but it was a book or a podcast or something, and it was like, they interviewed a bunch of people that are, that were like, soup, like elderly or like dying, and they said, what's your biggest regret? And they said, working too hard. Oh, no. What was it? Keep going. <laughs> well, they said, they said working too hard because they were like, I didn't enjoy life. I was so caught up at this destination that I was never going to reach, like, 
You know what I mean? Like I have an intense riff on yeah, that. Go ahead. It was go uh, go Les ahead. Brown, who's one of the best and most. Was it Les Brown? Uh, no, not for that, but like uh, who's one of the most famous motivational speakers of all time, and someone who I've definitely listened to a lot in my life is. Um, he explains <coughs> to people what his biggest fear is, and his biggest fear also for other people, um, which is a really selfless thing, but also selfish thing to say, like to say your fear for other people, but also it's like caring enough for other people. Yeah. But it's um, on. His deathbed is all of his emotions, but also more importantly, all of his unused talents. Screaming, that you never knew you had. Screaming and whining at him, saying, "We were here, ready for the taking. Why didn't you use us to achieve these dreams?" On his deathbed, screaming and whining at him, "We were here. We were available to you. You could have used us to achieve this, and you didn't. Why didn't you use us?" And that's a that's a terrifying like horror of his, well, which is something that hit me really, really, really hard. You have so me. much untapped potential in fields you never knew, never know because, and I think that's the whole point of finding your why and your passion or why you were put on this earth. And I truly believe that people, dude, my uncle had a heart attack. Um, this was a couple months ago now, but I saw him at a family dinner and I'm like, dude, uncle Steve, like, holy shit, man. They like, get a heart attack, man. Like the fuck, you know, he was like, man, it was fucking trippy, you know? <laughs> And he's walking me through his heart attack. It just like, he's like, he's like, man, it feels like I got stabbed in the heart, like from the front and the back, and I can't breathe. And I'm telling, I'm telling Lois to call nine one one, and they come in, and they pick me up, and and so, and then you got to picture the other point of view. For these kids or adults or whoever's on that ambulance, this is game day. Yeah. This is what you train for. This yeah. is your game. Somebody's having a fucking heart attack, and we need to save their life, right, dude? Yeah. I get fired up because it was cool when he was telling me, and he's like. He's like, man, they're in my face. I'm like, come on, Steve, you fucking got this, man. Keep breathing, Steve. Like, ton of shit. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm fading, man. And, you know, I mean, all kinds of shit. He's like, they're putting stuff on me, in, and they couldn't put him to sleep because he was so, so he's feeling them cut him open and putting, like, the camera or, the, like, shooting the oh, thing up geez. his arm. He's feeling everything. He's going through this excruciating pain. And he's a badass, fucking small town, country ass boy, dude. He's cool yeah. as fuck. And so, um, at the end of this, he's just like, man, I made it out. And all the guys were like, he, uh, he was like, you know, he got a breath of air and he went, <gasps> and he came like, he came back to be able to breathe again. And once he was able to breathe again, he said, everybody went, oh my, like, yes, dude. Like, freaked out. He's like, is this what it feels like to win the fucking Super Bowl? <laughs> so anyway, I get to that saying and then he probably goes. Probably better. I mean, I'm not probably. Fucking yeah. way better. Way fucking better than winning the Super Bowl. So the whole point of the story about taking, going through this fucking heart attack that my uncle Steve had is, I asked him, like, dude, how do you feel now? Like, and he's like, I'm asking why. He's like, why? was I put on this earth? Like, why was I supposed to live through that? Like, yeah. you know, and it put me in a weird perspective and I was like, man, well, we have to fucking find that reason, bro. Like, fuck, like, well, obviously it's not what we're doing right now, you know, like maybe it's something you're greater than. So like, you never know if you don't risk it and jump into the water, man, to try to swim because maybe you're a great swimmer. And I don't know, cause I've just focused so much on one thing my whole life. And then when I started to try new things, I fell in love with so many new things and passions and interests and people. And I'm just like, what? Like my life is so different than I thought it was yeah. going to be. Dude, you and know, it's just crazy. You know, you know what I've, I've taken a really, really deep interest in maybe the last year, 18, you know, two years, 18 months, two years is, um, <clears throat> reading everything that people have around them, physically reading them. So, um, I mean, the tattoos that these people have, him for one, if this person got shit tattooed on their body, it means something deep to them. But also, 
some people can't make that connection, but also there are things in their life that are really deep to them. What books are they reading that they relentlessly talk about? What quotes do they say? What shit do they hang up around them? You know? Yeah. You, like, my mom is, is somebody that has all of those like, quotes that she hangs around, and she'll never get a tattoo. So that's like the closest thing to like things that she would get tattooed on her body. If she puts it up in a room, it fucking means something. It's a pillar yes. to her. It's an anchor. And it, it's a it, representation of something. So for them, that's a bumper sticker, you know? Wow. I have a bumper sticker Holy here. Fuck, I have a bumper sticker bumper here. Stickers. I have a bumper sticker here. He's got bumper stickers right here and on his left calf, you know? Yeah. If you can read and see people with bumper stickers, you have such a deep understanding of them. If you can ask them about their bumper stickers, you're gonna form such a deep connection with them that they so appreciate because nobody fucking asks. Yeah, man. The, nobody fucking asks about about so my cool. tattoos other than the people directly in my tribe. And as soon as you ask and actually listen, you're somebody that I appreciate for the rest of my life, regardless if we talk again. Well, that's just human interaction. Like I feel like we should be more loving and caring and like being curious about people. Like we're so egotistical and I get caught up in it too. Like, why is this person looking at me? Or it's like, I don't know, but maybe he's just trying to fill you out. Like maybe he's just trying to get a read on another human. And like, and it's okay to ask questions. Yeah. It's okay to be curious. It's okay to engage in conversation. Like it's not weird. It's not, and you know what? That person's not feeling it. They're just not there yet. It wasn't yeah, meant to be. Feeling, it wasn't yeah. meant to be. And that doesn't mean they're a you shitty person. You just accept it move on. Yeah. They might be, dude, they could be going through something. I have a bad day. They could have a bad day, which is fine. And shit, like, fuck it. Yeah. God knows I have bad days. Like, I mean, that, that just happens. But what if you change that person's life? Or what if you meet that person and realize you know a mutual person? Or maybe he likes your idea and he becomes an investor. Or maybe this dude knows somebody that has the next step to get you to where you want to go. Because... Bro, crazy shit's happened. I've met random people that I have a connection to or that we've met. We see how we can help each other. And um, and just and that's just from being curious, but just knowing deep down who you are and owning it. Like when I'm around people, yeah. like, and you are too, you're very passionate about like numbers and business and stuff. And like, you're not afraid to ask people, especially in business, like, yeah, how'd you, what did you guys do last year? And it's not egotistical judging or yeah. comparison. It's more like the knowledge people, and learning. People tell me 20 grand or 200 grand or 200 million, like, okay, I'm tell me 200 million, like, fuck, that's a lot. But it's like, yeah, like a, but no, but it's like more of a like a cool how. Yeah, ex- yeah, like great. Right. Getting zero to twenty grand. How did you fucking get impressive here? feet? Zero to two, two grand is an impressive feet. Zero to your first goddamn sale is like I've been there so many times. Getting your first sale from someone that's not your mom, your family, your best friend, or somebody Bro, that so you don't know. Yeah. It's cool as shit. But so all of those things, and it's like the other thing that pushed beyond what he just said is like. You don't know if what you just said right there saved his goddamn life or her goddamn life or oh, their yeah. goddamn life. I mean, you, you, you have no fucking idea if all they needed on that day was someone to be interested. You oh, have no idea. Or relate. Like, and the thing is, too, like, there's sometimes people reach out to us that I literally have no idea that they're even watching, listening, liking, um, or keeping up with any of our stuff. And then they'll reach out to me and be like, hey, like, this really hit home for me or this uh-huh. inspired me to do this or you guys motivated. And I'm like, dude, what? Like, that's why. And I'm so Because, like, Cause there's days where we're like, maybe we shouldn't say this or shouldn't do this. But when you're just real honest and listen to your true self-expressed self about every time, yeah, just be like, uh, and maybe you guys don't want to hear us talk about it. Changes that one person's life. Sometimes for us, it's like, it's almost like that. Yeah, that was the thing that got you. Like, yeah, not riffing on the listener at all or the watcher at all. It's It's one like sentence that like like, that was something that was like I didn't. For me, it was like. I went through it, but like I just thought I went through but it. But everything, everything hits different for everybody, and we talked about this earlier. So in the meeting. Let, let's let's do this.
Okay. Because everything does hit differently for everybody all the time. So that's and that's the subjectiveness of, of life that like well, everybody has different cues. Advantage. Everybody has different cues for life. Boom. Right. That's, that's what I was, every. I was gonna end that. Every, everybody does have different cues, and that's like you and I. What's super interesting for people to hear because you and I riff off of each other, and we've got to come together. And we're best friends. It's like whether this whether we sell this thing for six hundred million, which we're going to, by the way. But like by chance, if we don't, but we're going to, by the way. Several. If it doesn't, but we're going to. <laughs> we're gonna be good but also we have different cues and that's what I think people need to see is that you and I can collaborate so well together mm-hmm. but the other thing that's really hard to show is sometimes you and I like push each other yes oh you no know, like, absolutely we're, we, and we there's don't times where I get all the time or yeah I'm, I'm and, pissed and, off and I'm just like why the fuck's he doing that or like why is he being this way but then at the end of the day I'm like that's why because then I always realize that's why no, yeah, yeah, because, and the same thing with it like dude, he doesn't fucking get it what yeah. does he do that's why. But then we're always able to meet us where we're at. Like, for, again, we're going back to... For sure. But yeah. it's always like finding the cues and finding the thing of like, oh, oh, oh. oh that's what oh, you meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And taking that like 20 minutes extra just to understand mm-hmm. is something that like, I think I picked up from... It's communicating. I, it's just communicating. I, I picked up from Greenlights, actually. It's like, he he tells so many stories. Matthew McConaughey does in Greenlights of just like... He could have reacted so much earlier, which him and I, with each other, could have reacted so much earlier and could have blown the comments up fucking 18 months ago. Like, we could have, this could have never been an idea that I even came to light if we would have reacted in certain days 20, 30, 40 minutes earlier. That dude, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. That's dumb. That's stupid. That doesn't make any fucking sense. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, but you think that because of that? Because you heard that? Okay, what if you, yeah. what if you filtered that content like that? What if you, what if you made this decision well, like that? What if you thought about it this way? And then you help, work, you help work through a language for each other that, that communicates. We start to understand yeah. each other's cues and we're like, okay, no, I have to do that. Like, there are certain things that, yep. and you know, I, yep. I start big and yep. then we start to narrow down how we get there. Or, but, and it's not like I'm trying to get you my way and you're trying to be, no. and you're trying, you're to, trying to help me. We're trying to get both yes. of us yes. here, yeah, exactly. which is the entire point, I think, of it's, this. It's, <laughs> But it's but relating every, back to everybody, it's like if you see somebody. I saw somebody today. I was in the pool in my apartment complex, was tatted up head to toe, and there were some girls that were probably under sixteen that saw this dude. He looked intimidating. Well, I could understand that, you know, because I, I I'm not in their position. But I saw the guy who was like, I saw the guy who was like, that's a lot of tattoos, which means that's a lot of story. That's a lot of questions that I, I wonder what that guy. That does. dude <laughs> wants to get asked. What the, yeah. what all those mean? Yeah. And I didn't ask him because also his friend came up and there was a lot of stuff that happened and I was busy and I left. But yeah, also, there's certain situations where but, hey man, what are you doing? Yeah, but also like, even having that thought process was a lot better than I had a year ago. Oh, a year, year ago, a year ago yeah. I would have been like, like, that dude looks fucking dangerous. Yeah. No, like, yeah. I, I don't know, like that dude could have been cool as shit. Yes. But even having that filter and then leaving, I left in a good mood. But if I left thinking that dude was dangerous, I would have left and been like, oh, that girl's cool, are they fine, whatever, like, who knows? Like, no something bad could happen, even though there's plenty of other people in the pool. But if I if I leave with that, like, you know, filter, life's better. Every day's better. You like, can, don't think bad about people because you don't fucking know. Well, you can only cross the bridge that you're at. Like, you can't, I can't. Say that again. Keep going. <laughs> you what? Can, you can only cross the bridge that you're at. Like, you can't. Like, oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Exactly. Like, we're not even fucking there yet, so let's cross this bridge first. In order to get to that bridge, you got to cross this one. You know what I mean? Like, so you're, you can only that's cross... Actually, <laughs> well, you can only cross the bridge that you're at. And that's, no, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I've actually never just heard that exact statement. That was fucking... That was gold. You I should, appreciate that. <laughs> that better be in a fucking... Real? Clip. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Um, 
But the reason I say that is because he's smart. Just say not. If you if you guys are listening or watching, he's he's a he's a smart fucking person. Um, I'm just very like I said, I'm very curious because it's dude. I've been going through this shit mentally where I'm just fucking like I'm all over the place. Like yeah. I, I have no, and I don't know if I'm out of routine. I'm trying to figure it out. But also, what I continuously do is I stress about the bridge that is ten bridges mm-hmm. from now, and I'm like, dude, I'm not even there yet. Like I gotta take a step back. So crossing the bridge that we're at, and that's what I mean of. Sometimes it's like so another one that he says is yeah, sometimes you got to go back to go forward So maybe I'm like at this bridge that I'm like wait, how did we cross that one? Oh, yeah This is how we crossed it. You yeah. know what I mean to go back to see how you got there what yeah. you went through and where you came from So pretty much what I was saying like cross the bridge with the air But sometimes you got to go back to the bridge you just crossed to see how you got there um, Another one I love that he said is I earned a few scars get through this rodeo of humanity I love that. that just sounds poetic to me and it's just, it's funny, like, yeah, humanity's a fucking rodeo, bro. There's ups, downs, there's a couple... But fucking... there's also, like, I, I think there's such a poetry among earning your imperfections and earning your scars. Oh, yeah. Um, I love when people ask me about my, about my but, uh, scars. Yeah, like, you, like personally. you have physically so many yeah. scars, you know, where it's like... It almost, it's almost like I, I can relate to, like, my dad, who mm-hmm. physically... Oh, yeah. Literally, I think 10 or 12 days ago, just went through, I want to say his 34th surgery. 34th physical surgery where he has a insertion in the scar in his body. 34. It's fucking bonkers. Probably unnecessary and unrealistic to most people. And <laughs> a topic for another time and probably a lot of therapy sessions. <laughs> Beyond that. Jesus. But there's a an earned poetry to that of to get to those points. Life has to be lived to a certain degree that people won't understand unless you're there. And... From dog bites, which I have, to him getting hit at a Tesoro game, <laughs> where there were two vantage points of it, from him getting hit at a Tesoro game and getting blasted and a stinger and he can't feel his body, to his best friend hearing it in the stands and, and talking to somebody and going, whoa, that sounded different, and looking at the field and seeing his best friend down and going and running to the trainer himself and asking how he is. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things are, are earned scars on both sides. Because for me, my, my score of that situation was so much less than his. His hurt a lot fucking more, but also I remember it to this day. My score from when the dog bit me to the difference of the dog is totally different. My, you know, my score of chopping my goddamn toe off is different from the fucking pike remembers. It's nothing. But you earned those. But You had to go through shit to get them. Your, like, your you five earn. surgeries from the plates to both, you know, to the knees are just are completely different but also when you earn a scar emotionally when you earn a scar spiritually physically it changes your it changes you it it takes you everybody's living life every single life is is going this way and every single scar makes you go a little bit this way 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 and there's never ever 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 in the history of the world going to be a path that is the same way somebody else. A to fucking B, man. Oh, there's, there's, there's never, and it's a, it's a, that's the whole point. There's, there's really there's never a B. Humanity. There's really never a B, bro. Like we're never, nope. there's this, there's this destination. You know what, that no, we're B is, that we'll, B is six feet under. Yeah, it's Nirvana, dog. It's wherever, whatever you think you're going after this, bro. Like that's what B And is. for a lot of people, people are like, nah, B is not six feet under, actually. Yeah. B is farther than that. I'll get yeah. there. I'm B, B is just, oh, yeah. B is I, what I believe in. Like, we're, six, we're feet under, be six feet under is just another, Exactly. It's, Physically. It's just another one of these. We answer a whole other world, bro. That's one of the and, world. And, but like, there's um, an acceptance to, to those because 
uh, a scar, you know, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, it's just a setback, right? Okay. It's yeah. a detour. It's, that's all it is. It's just a scar. So a scar is just a, a word that you can use in a bunch of different terms. It's not physically a thing with a stitch or a mark, right? No. A scar. It's something that changes the direction of your life. And then sometimes it's a thing that changes you, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes a scar is a, is a relationship that just didn't go the way you wanted to. It's but you learned. If it's, it's you learned or in some capacity you realize, hey, something about that wasn't right. Or hey, something about that was right, but now you know what that way. Yeah, hey, that's that's okay, and that's normal, and that's right. I'm always trying to learn from situations now, which I think books like this and more content people I'm surrounding myself are helping me through. Is like now, nah, brother, really are no L's, and it takes a long time for you to understand that concept. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna fuck up every day, every single day. You're gonna fuck up on something. Like even the little things, like it's a fuck up. We're never perfect, so you, all you can really do is learn from it, and not make that same mistake twice, and continue to work better at yourself every single day, 1% better we talk about it. But what's funny for that last conversation was the next note, yeah. the arrival is inevitable, death, right? We were just talking about, you know, like that's B. Approach is relative. Life, personal journey, it's our resume. Write it, live it. So it's, that's, that's probably butchered, obviously. I think I'm missing some words, but. Well, you're missing an accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing a lot of them, all right. All you're missing right. that and then Lincoln Car. The arrival is in them. Green light. That's pretty good. Thanks. No, right. that's weird. Those are weird sounds there because that was actually because I stopped. He, but he has a little whiss. He has a little whiss. Yes. It was like, it's essence. Yeah. But also, like, you know, death is a, is a thing that I think that we could have an entire podcast about yeah. because I, I view it in such a way that I view it actually more comfortable than a lot of people. You don't fear it, you accept it. No, no, but in in a really real way, um, it actually makes people in my life really uncomfortable about how accepting I am of it. And um, and it's accepting to a point because like also I've never been so far deep into a point of like fearing death. So it's like, okay, now we're thinking about it differently, just fuck Like, you're in a lot of death situation. I was there. Yeah. But, like, um, there's, been a, there's been a few where it's just like, eh, there's a, there's a decent chance that I don't make it out of this, but whatever. But, I mean, like, the day-to-day, -day, which is the majority of people's life, it's 95% of people's life, 99, you know, for most people, which is, like, how people should listen to this podcast and, and realize it, of, I mean, shit, it, it is in, inevitable, you know, death and taxes is the old Ben Franklin quote, yeah. but it's also like, it's, it's also real as fuck. But it's like the, the, um, it's a, it's a treasure to, to live the subjectiveness it's, and relativeness of getting to death. It's a, it's a treasure map that where everybody's ex is goddamn different, but it's also everybody has a fucking ex that's at the end of the treasure map. Are, are you only going to chase the inevitability? Like, are you only going to chase the only security, the only security in life? Like the only thing we know for sure that's gonna happen is death. That's the only known. So would you spend your whole life fearing the known or exploring all the unknown elements of this beautiful thing we get to call life? Like, you know, so many people are so like, I have to do this, this, and this because we're gonna, and for me, the other way, like well, how I'm trying to live my life or I want to at some point is to be like, man, like it's inevitable. So I want to go Explore those things. I want to go explore the unknowns because I know at some point that's coming, bro. So I might as well live it up while I fucking can and go see the unknowns. Yeah, it, it's just one of those, you know, one of those things that it's. This podcast isn't gonna do it for people. You know, this podcast isn't gonna be the piece of content that goes, oh, you know what? I'm not scared of death. If you're not scared yeah. of death in any capacity, you're not human. You're a fucking psychopath, <laughs> and also I think you kill people, <laughs> and not in the not in the way that defends your country. Yeah. 
It's not even but, like fear, it's like almost like accepting too, like accepting that it's gonna happen, so you gotta move on. But there's a there's a thing that um, when you understand and accept the the understanding and fear of death, um, and but also fear, but also reality um, of of death, and just the full comprehension and understanding of death, is when you get catapulted full forward, which is why my favorite movie in the world is Dark Knight Rises. And it's because Batman is in a well, um, and he tries to climb up this well that's really a prison for people, and he keeps trying to climb up this well with a rope around his uh, waist. And then there's been this doctor that's been around uh, this, this well, this prison, for his entire life, and says, uh, you won't make it till you, like, in a way that doesn't, not quote it the way that it's supposed to be, is, you won't make it till you fully comprehend the fear and the fear of death. Once you understand the fear of death, and when you climb up this well without the rope, and once you without the safety, without the safety and the comprehension that the rope provides, if you climb the well with the rope and you jump off the rope tied around your waist, you know it's going to save you. You have a safety net. But when you climb the rope and you and you make the leap and you make the climb without the rope, and you jump and you might die, that's when you actually live. And there's this weird realization with it with that movie scene that one i'm for sure going to get tattooed on my body i'm just waiting to figure out the exact scene i want because i already know the artist but there's a realization with that that scene of when you commit to your own life without the rope you actually start to live because every single goddamn day we climb out of the well whenever you wake up whether it's before the sun rises or it's after the sun rises we all climb out of that well some of us leave the rope behind, some of us don't. And for some that's a difference, and for some that's, a, that's not. But for the ones that, that is the difference to where they fully commit to the, the other side, that's when they, they work on becoming the uncommon. That's when they work on becoming the next level, that's when they work on exactly what we're trying to work on ourselves. We're not saying that we climb out of the well every single time without the rope, because sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I have that motherfucker tied on tight. Sometimes I double knot that motherfucker to make sure I do not fall without that goddamn rope. We're gonna go through the shits with you. But what I say that we do do is every single day that we we at least look at the rope and go, hey, I don't think I need this today. Sometimes we do. Every once in a while. Sometimes we need the rope. Sometimes it's each other telling us that we don't need the rope. And then you know what sometimes happens? Sometimes you might climb that and say you don't need it, but we tied it on and you didn't even notice it. And that's the, that's the support you need. And that's what exactly we are trying to give you in this pond. This podcast and this content that we create, sometimes we tie that rope on and you don't even know it, and you jump off and you fully expect to die, but we got you anyways. And that is exactly the point of all of the content that we create, is that we are there holding your hand sometimes when you don't even know it, supporting you when you don't even know it, but we're fucking there every single time. What are we? We're the dogs. We're your dogs. We're the dogs. If you own a dog... This is a real thought. If you own a dog, especially if you own a lab because that's mine, or a great game because they're the fucking coolest, and you've ever had a bad day and there's nobody else around, who do you talk to about your bad day? You talk, you talk to your dogs. I know, dogs? I know like three people in my life right now where they're like, Jesus, you spoke right to my soul right now. I know. You talk to your dogs. Well, they're there for it all. They see, maybe we were talking about it the other day, like, he's literally seen the growth. He's been a part of the growth of you. And by he, you mean Mac. The, your, my dog. D-O-G dog. And that's actually... And my D-A-W-G. That's my dog. We're actually talking about 
dogs like this, furry, waggy-tailed dogs, because that's actually like a real thing. We're like, spirit dogs, dude. Uh, because um, we we're we're dog liver, lovers, dog lovers, and it, it's like an actual important thing to me because I I love well, dogs. That's my son. I love dogs like as much as any any animal on the planet. But like, it's also because I, I understand that like. Dogs are these weird mammals that are so supportive and there for you. And we, as a brand, as a people that, and as a community, as a group of as people that want to provide that supporting community for you, we want to be that. And your dog doesn't judge you. Your dog doesn't, your dog doesn't have unrealistic expectations of you. Your dog loves you when you come in. Your dog misses you when you're gone and it has your back when you're not there, has your back when you are there, protects you when you're there. It's just... Your dog's there for you, man. Even when you don't know, even when you don't know you need it. Um, but honestly, I think we should drop the mic right there, bro. And because I want to leave them with what's a green light. Go for it. For the next one. No, let's riff it right now. I'm riff feeling it. it. I'm okay. feeling it. We're going. It's a long podcast today. <laughs> no, we're not splitting it two because okay. I am. I'm riffing. I'm going. I'm All great. Right. I feel. I feel like it's a goddamn green light. Okay. So let's do it. What's a green light? Was that good? That's on Matthew McConaughey? Yeah, I would have, <laughs> I would have commented. Here, this, is, this, is my, this is my script for being the next Matthew McConaughey. <clears throat> oh, oh, you guys are going to for a treat. What's a green light? Green lights mean go, advance, carry on, continue, proceed. In our lives, they are an affirmation of our way. They are approval, supports, praise, gifts, gas on our fire, out of boys in, appetites. They don't interfere with our direction, they guide. Holy dick, that was pretty good. Catching a green light's about skill, intent, contact, consideration, endurance, anticipation, resilience, speed, and discipline. Keep going. Oh my god. <laughs> Catch more green lights by identifying where the red lights are in our lives and change course to hit fewer of them. We can create and be responsible for our own green lights, timing, the universes, and ours. Fate. Navigating through life is about getting relative with the inevitable at the right time. I was kind of doing my Rob Your Deck impression at the same that time. That was a little bit. That was. That one was a little bit Rob Your Deck. Let's keep going. When we accept the outcome of a given situation as inevitable, then how we choose to deal with this, with it, is relative. See now I'm backing up, but it's okay. You guys got the the riff of it. But okay, I actually like this because I posted this one too. So go from the top. Yeah, we accept the outcome of a given situation as inevitable. Right? So something's inevitable. Then how we choose to deal with it is relative. We either persist and continue in our present pursuit of our desired result, pivot and take a new tack to get it, or concede altogether and tally up one for fate. And I love that because it's like, he also goes in to say the problems we face today eventually turn into the blessings in the rearview mirror of life, which we talk about. Like sometimes you hit a red, hit a red light that turns green, or maybe it's a red light you never knew was a green light. He talks about that all the time, where it's the best thing that ever happened, or maybe something changed the course of your life for the better that you didn't know at that exact time. <clears throat> That's actually, um, I've had a really, really deep conversation with my sister about that entire conversation of, um, I've had a, uh, I've actually had a couple uh, people in my family go through um, really, really difficult situations um, with addiction and with some other um, choices that they could have or could not have made in certain capacities and um, when you are on the other side of that dealing with someone that you love so much making choices that you don't believe is right for them such as addiction um, you know whether it's 
drugs or whether it's alcohol, whether it's another substance or whether it's another activity. Um, you have to come to a certain acceptance of every decision that they make. It's just data. It's just uh, information for the next decision. Next decision for them, but also next decision for you, because there has to be some filter for you as the person who deals with that shit. When that's what it is. It's fucking shit when you deal with that in your life. It's um, it's just data for how you filter it for your own life. You know, so it's like when someone who you love in your life makes a decision that hurts you, even if it's for their own life and you and it just sucks for them, but it just hurts you because you know you don't want them to hurt. It's just data. That's that's all it is. And um, that's how I understand that quote is like, you know, sometimes yellow lights for other people are actually green lights for you. Even though you care really, really deeply about them and all you want for them is green lights, because all anybody wants for the people they love is green lights. To go together, man. But that's that's life. Nobody has a full blown green lights. That's just not how it works. Um, but sometimes there's a there's a certain point to where you Filter and understand those yellow lights and red lights for other people as green lights for yourself. And there's a certain level of nirvana and understanding that you're going to be at the same stoplight one day. That traffic works in a really, really weird way. <laughs> that one day they're going to get through the shits. But it hit a bunch of green lights on the way. But also, they're going to hit a bunch of green lights on the way, which means I, months, weeks, Sometimes years beforehand, when you hit your green lights, when they hit reds, you gotta go. And that means you gotta leave them behind. Which is really, really fucking hard, but also really, really, really important for the time being. Because it's necessary, because they're gonna hit all their green lights and they're gonna hit six, seven, eight, nine, ten in a row. And you're gonna hit some yellows and reds on the way there. <laughs> but 11, 12, 15 down the road, you both are gonna hit the same red. And you're gonna be Vin Diesel and Paul Walker at the stoplight looking at each other, smiling with the windows down. <laughs> Hopefully it's going to be in Fast 1 where they both survive. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, obviously. But yeah, I like that scene a lot, though. I do, too. But that's, that's, that's what I mean. It's, um, yeah. Not to make it dark, ominous, or, you know, like, kind that's of real, but that's real. like um, That's stuff I've had to deal with in my life. And yeah. um, that's how I kind of, kind of read that, which is exactly one of those quotes, which I'm glad that he, he pulled out. Cause, um, that's cool. There's a reason why Green Lights is going to be tattooed on my body, because that's an experience I've had to go through in my life, and that's how I kind of feel feel it right now because at this time of my life um to be honest i've got people that i love that are on the deepest darkest red lights possible the last thing i want to do is uh go on a green but i had to go i already want to go and i've already passed probably 12 to 15 greens since they've been able to go but i know somewhere down the road in the next year or two we're gonna be the same red light and that's just kind of how you have to live life yeah and what's funny is it leads next to the next quote in, in time Yesterday's red light leads us to a green light. That's exactly what you're saying, and it's we're all gonna end up at, especially people we love. We're having, <clears throat> and the thing is, <clears throat> it's not you letting go. It's you having enough faith that they're gonna figure it out themselves, because mm -hmm. you know they can, and you know the true them. <clears throat> you know that they're gonna be able to get to a green light because you know how strong they are, and you just you know them, and you just know that it's time for them to find out on their own. <clears throat> and traffic ebbs and flows. Yeah, traffic, traffic turns green. You know? Yeah, I mean like that's how it does. Hey, green lights don't turn to yellow. Yeah. Green lights turn to red, or, or red lights don't turn to yellow, red lights turn to green, that's what I mean, yeah. that's sick. It's like, it sucks to, you know, hit that yellow light, like, fuck, slow down, fuck, hit red, and, but it doesn't go from like, doesn't go red to yellow, no, it goes yeah. red to fucking go. That's how, that's how life goes, and there's no better feeling 
Then going, ah, oh, stay green, stay green, stay green. Ah, this was, this yes. one's funny too. Sometimes people don't want to do what you want to do. And that's a funny concept. Like, yeah, bro, sometimes people don't want to do the same shit. That's honestly so you and me yeah. sometimes. And, um, then, and it's like sometimes you and I, like sometimes you want to get together, vibe, and go, and I want to relax. And there's sometimes where it's like, I want to get together, go, and vibe, and drink, and just have fun and do the shit and work and then sometimes they're like I want to sit by the I just want to relax and like that happens yeah. and that's, that's normal and it happens like as close as him and I are yeah and, and it's just honestly in communication like, but also you know what it happens a lot with who your partner your relationship oh, like yeah. you're, you're like who you're in a loving relationship yeah. with Lauren and I go through that all the time you and Minnie go through yeah. that like that's normal <laughs> sometimes man. the people that you are in a loving relationship like, <laughs> where you plan on being together the rest of your life is like Hey, do you want to? No? Oh. Great. <laughs> Let's not do anything. Yeah. And then sometimes they're like, hey, do you want to? No. I, I want to stay right the fuck here. That's all I want. But like, that's life. Like, yeah. that's absolute flow. <laughs> that's normal. That's a cycle that's totally normal. <clears throat> um, I agree with you on that whole thing. I think I don't need anything else to say. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's, <laughs> I, I just know that both of us yeah. are in that relationship where it's like, sometimes we're the goers and sometimes we're the donkers. Yeah. Yeah, it's balanced, bro. And yeah. Everything has to have balance. If we're if we're goers all the time, it's just like we like they were understand it as that. When I go all the time, that. I run out of fucking gas, bro. Yeah, exactly right. Sometimes we just need to just fill the tank. Refill, you know, dog. Relax. Should I empty the tank? I gotta refill that motherfucker. You can't run on empty. Shit. Yeah. At least for like twenty five minutes. <laughs> um. So another one that I love and I actually sent to Bobby because his is intent performance. So I love just the word intent in general. I love that it. Intent performance, I think, one of the smartest names for a performance. So thing because words are momentary, intent is momentous. Explain that. To me, what hit with me was like you can tell me something or you can show me show me something and I can feel it. Like I feel like that's energy and that's like your true self, your true soul. And like lately I feel like I've been able to feel people. Like where I'm like, damn, I feel the passion or I feel his energy where you know what I mean like so you can tell me something, it doesn't really mean shit, it's momentary, like, maybe it's to make me feel, it's a band-aid, you know, but your intent is everything about you, it's the reason for being, it's why you're doing, it's the true meaning behind what you're doing, so that's why I love the word intent in general, uh, because it's having purpose. I mean, I, yeah, no, I love this because it's like, if somebody doesn't understand this, all I ask is that you be an intern that works for free. <laughs> no, really, I mean, if you be an intern for work for free, and you bring a bunch of ideas to the table and you don't execute or bring any action to execute those ideas, nobody fucking cares and I've been that person and I've almost gotten fired for being that person that just brought ideas to the table, didn't have any plan or didn't help to physically or actionably execute them. Oh, I get what you're saying. And then also I've been those people that have brought the ideas and then actually executed them and um, one of two people that actually excels in life and in work. Um, and that's kind of how I, I reason with that quote of um, words don't mean shit. They're nice and they're, words are cute. That's what they are. <laughs> words are cute. Even, even saying I love you to your loved one, your most loved person in the world, or anybody in your family, saying I love you is, is cute. Doesn't mean shit unless you show it. Well, I think it's funny my receiver coach used to say, I'm a show me type of motherfucker. You gotta show me. You can tell me you run the best routes ever, that you do this, you do that, but you gotta show me on the field. Uh, I think another great one. I've actually played for a coach that said batting average wins, or BP. No, BP looks cute, but batting average wins games. And I was like, 
Wow, I just mashed in BP. And it was before the game, and I was like, fuck, man, this is, <laughs> this, this is intense. Because I just went like 10 for 10. What's better than 10 for 10 in BP? You know what's better for 10 for 10 in BP? At least 1 for 70 in, in a game, which I didn't even do, which is why I stopped playing ball. Next. Uh, don't walk into a place like you... Don't walk into a this place like you want to... Yeah, this is my favorite quote, too. Sorry, i got to slow down because I got excited. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's mom tells him, Matthew, don't walk into a place like you want to buy it. Walk in like you own it. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And that's such a my dad Owning thing. it, bro. That's such a my dad thing to say. Fucking own it. Own your shit. Own yourself. Just fucking own it, bro. When you walk in like you own places, people feel that energy. When you walk in with confidence and that you're just fucking swinging around and you don't give a fuck and that's your shit, people believe that shit. So if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe you fucking own it, that you're not going to own it or whatever the case is, put yourself there now. If you don't believe it, no one else will. And you know what else there is? It's like, have you ever been into a situation where you know that there are people that have always fucked with you in the past, or you know that there's like, uh, there's some type of bully there. Like some hate, some hate. There's, there's some, some hater, type of hate hater there. shit going on, yeah. No, and then you, have you ever walked into a place and been totally comfortable with yourself, and then they say that thing that you expect them to say, that you're prepared for them to say, <laughs> yeah. and you do not give them the reaction that they're looking for, you don't even let them and, into your aura. And you know what happens? They're devastated because they feed off of that because that was the thing that they were looking for most in the world because people who are comfortable and fulfilled with themselves don't do that shit. You know, my homie Cast said this. He was like, dude, be that dude that like, like you, you, you hate to hate. Like, like, like if some like, yeah, like if somebody's like, being some type of way to you, it's like, hey man, I'll pray for you, brother. Like, you know, like whatever, man. Like, like it doesn't phase me, and that I'm cool. Yep. Like, and they're like, God, why do I fucking hate that guy? Like, yep. It doesn't react because you're so secure with yourself and where you're at, and realize that you step in shit that you don't think you're perfect. It's just you're secure with yourself. Another quote, it's from. It was like, did Drake say it? I don't know. I don't even know these days what Drake said, it. but it was talking about like um, how you can't talk about like your dreams. In front of small-minded people because it sounds like you're bragging. Johnny Manziel actually said that. Is that is that what Manziel said? Well, fuck, that's fucking dope. Because yeah, because it's you're why. What? Why can't you talk about your dreams in front of small-minded people? Well, because it sounds like bragging. And also they said people small-minded people won't get it. Yeah, they don't understand it. Like so, that's kind of the whole thing. Like if you you walk in like you own it, man. That's the energy. That's the confidence. That's that swagger. You own it. Yeah, and it's just um, I just love that, and it's um, not to say again that like we're always in that position because we're not but also we are a lot more in the position than other people because we've just because we own it we it. so own it and that's because we've, we've done enough self-exploration and enough failing and fucking to not, and to not care what anybody else thinks to well to get to that point of like yeah. not because there, there's one thing that um I, I saw a piece of content the other day and i literally can't remember who it was um of like if you could really do a deep dive on yourself and explain yourself in one word how would you do it and it's really, really hard if you can explain yourself in yeah. one word. And it, because the best way you can do it is explain how you think other people see it. But you're never one word all the time. You're, you're always changing and that goes... And For sure. This is another conversation because it goes to the archetypes and the different sure. archetypes you go through. Yeah. But, yes. but at least the one way, word that... Another riff on this is, um, is what word would you hope to people say about you? Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I like that. You know, and the mm -hmm. word that I think is um, authentic. Mm -hmm. I hope people think that I that they think I'm authentic yeah. and not full of shit. Yeah. But the thing about that is, which I think makes me more authentic, is I really don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean that in an aggressive way of like I don't really fucking care what you yeah. think because fuck you. No, I, I don't. 
Yeah. It's more of a, I'm cool whether you think that or not. Yeah. And when you, when you think that in a way of, if you think that I'm trying to harm you, let's talk about it. And like, I, I don't think that's true. And I, I want to riff on that and, and figure out a way to, to help. But, and if you think that I'm super cool and I'm doing awesome and you're, I'm someone you look up to, cool. And also, I'm just like you and let's figure out a way for, to help you get better. Like, let's I, grow together. Bro. Let's grow together. Like, let's it's, grow that's, together. That's, but that's actually how I think about everything. Let's grow together, comma, bro. But, bro. Let's grow together, bro. But also, I think there's one more thing here. This one. I'd rather lose money having fun than make money being bored. That is the most Papa Makai. That is the most also Luke Bakkenstein thing. No, it is, and you've that's told me about that. That's such a neat thing because I, I have such a um, again I have such a comfortable um, talk about money. You talk I, about I'm money, super yeah. comfortable talking about money. I, I See, and then that's what I feel like sometimes you, it stresses other people. Like stresses me out, and then I'm like, yeah, bro, but you've there's certain things that you've experienced to get to where you're at that need like the money. Yeah, like it's experience. You know yep. what I mean? Having fun. I. I, I and, and it's and it's what sucks is that it's it's money money's the most emotional transactional thing that we have besides maybe yeah. sex but also probably more than sex which is sex it's more than sex yeah um and sex shouldn't be a transactional thing but it is but money is is that thing in our society that it's so transactional but I I like firmly as much as anything in my entire life agree with that statement is I would rather lose money having fun than make money being bored because what the fuck's the point. <laughs> Really? Is it just going to sit there and then you die? Like when you yeah, die? And and the other thing is that I have literally seen somebody be so late on rent and be fine. Which is like not a, not a good way to live life. Yeah. I, I, I but also like what's the worst that agree to, agree to that. But also I have never seen somebody not figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Well, that we talked about that last episode. Like figure the fuck. Like, and then you will. Like when your back's pushed against the wall, you sink or you swim. It's all the same shit. The back's, when your back's against the wall, you break the goddamn wall down and you come up fighting. There's only two ways. Yeah. You're never gonna fall to the ground because yeah. as a human being, falling to the ground is literally means you're six feet under. People will not die when it comes to money like that, <laughs> unless you're in the mom, and then you'll get, then you'll die. That's a different thing. We have two but more quotes. Two more quotes, but these are two things that I really pulled out of the book. Besides the things that him and I agreed on, conservative early, liberal late, which I think is arguably the most important thing of this entire book. It's the idea. Uh, it's the same type of a concept of Ernie Sider does. Conservative early is Monday through Friday. You're disciplined. Cat. You're disciplined as shit. Your diet's on point. You're waking up. I'm not saying you wake up before the sun. I'm not saying you wake up at a certain time. Whatever saying, your shit is. I'm saying you wake up at the time you said you were gonna wake up. I'm saying you go to bed at the time you said you're gonna wake up. I say you're not gonna drink the things you said you're gonna drink, or you are gonna drink the things you Stay said you're gonna drink. Stay true to you. You were gonna eat the way you're gonna do. You're gonna work the way you're gonna do. But also, more importantly, you're gonna treat your friends and family the way that you decided you were gonna treat them before the week started. You're gonna stay true to your, your commandments, word. your schedule, your word, everything. You're gonna do all that, and then you're gonna earn your weekend, and you're gonna earn it the way that you committed to doing it for the, from last weekend. On Sunday, you might create a schedule saying, hey, Saturday, I'm gonna party the fuck up so long as I do X, Y, and Z Monday through Friday. Take care of business first. Which means, concert, and the same thing when, when you get to a, a level of earning money, earning income. Um, because we've both gone to levels of new levels of earning income in our lives. Whether that's literally earning your first $100, $1,000, $10,000, it doesn't matter. Whatever is at the newest income, it doesn't matter. Not even that, not that high. But it, it, it literally doesn't even matter. Uh, whether it's earning your first thousand, five, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000, whatever. Whatever your next 
Steady. Whatever your next thing is, mm-hmm. it's it's conservative early with that money, because it's like if you're like, well, you never had it before, so you're saving it, and you're like, fuck, like, well, because it's like, uh, every time you get paid does not mean it's every time you, every time you spend. Yeah. Especially if your bank account's empty every paycheck, you got the wrong idea of how yeah. money works. But also, if you don't think that your money and your income is a like living, breathing organism that doesn't have to actually breathe. Without being spent, because if you spend your money, it's, it's it's getting it's like running sprints. It's, it has to breathe sometimes. Yeah. It's every time, every time you spend money, it's like it's, you're making yourself run hills. Sometimes you gotta breathe. And if you leave nothing in the tank, you're broke as shit, and rent's not gonna get paid. But that's how I, I see it, because I'm a I'm a Jesus, I am I'm a Republican. I'm a capitalist. I am a money loving motherfucker. So when it comes to conservative, early, liberal, late, that's how that's how I see it. But also, I see it the same way when it comes to if uh, it comes to opportunity costs, for sure, but it's like my diet and um, how I how I consume any nutrition, how I how I work out, it's earning is how I how I see well, it's, it's, liberal At the end of the day, it's balance. It's balance. Like that's I think like we talk about all the time. At the end of the day, like everything is balanced. The universe is balanced. You need the good. You need the bad. You need the fuck ups. You need the sun. You need the rain. Like the world is balanced, and it's mm-hmm. always supposed to be in balance. And when you fuck with that balance, <clears throat> that's when you're out of gas, or maybe you gain a bunch of weight, or maybe like that's, when you lose the balance, that's where you teeter off to one side, so I think it's the same shit, like yeah, you fucking put the work in to have fun, work hard, play play later, you know what I mean, work now, play later, work hard, play harder, you know what I mean, like it's the whole, it's all this shit, whatever you live by, whatever your play is, whatever your work is, bro, like you just balance, and I'm bad at that, we're both bad at that, like yeah. joy and enjoying life, and celebrating certain things like no we gotta do this you gotta do that but sometimes you gotta enjoy the ride yeah and it has nothing to do with politics it has nothing to do with conservative liberals it's literally not that at all but it's it's just the idea of earning it is really what it is and it's the idea of um of discipline and i, I had this uh, thought today of if you do a full restriction on something so say it's um say it's ice cream for one just an example you fully restrict yourself from any moose tracks. Moose tracks. You don't eat moose tracks for the rest of your life. Moose tracks is the best fucking ice cream ever, by the way. It's that it's that one that's false. That's that's first. That's the first thing that's wrong about that statement. But okay. also, it's not an opinion. It's actually false. That's a fact. It's false. Moving on. I beg to differ. Okay, cookies are clear. But that's that's a strong. That's a strong <laughs> argument. That's a strong. <laughs> Thank you. So is the most disciplined. Not having any moose tracks ever. No. It's the most disciplined, allowing yourself a certain amount of moose tracks for the rest of your life moving forward and sticking to that. A certain amount? Yeah, because it's showing discipline. Which one's that, the most disciplined? I think it's the, the most disciplined is being able to know when it's okay to have moose tracks, but not indulge to ruin the progress. Overindulge. Yeah, overindulge, yeah. So, yeah, to not, over, to not allow yourself to go down a rabbit hole. Which I, I think is an, an interesting thing to bring up, which I think could be a whole other podcast, is bringing people to the idea of conservative early, liberal late does not mean full restriction. No. doesn't mean nothing until this point. It's balance, bro. It's balance, it's a, balance, it's balance. A, it's a conservative balance until you reach a certain point. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that's on you. It's not on us to figure out. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, everybody's different. My favorite quote, which I'm probably going to get tattooed on me with the Green Lights logo because it... Um, it's res- a- it resonates in the uncommons vibe. It literally should be like our mission statement. It is, it for sure is, quote unquote, from Matthew McConaughey, not here to celebrate sameness, 
Here to salute our distinction. Hold up. Not here to celebrate sameness, here to salute our distinction. I say it twice. Couscous, the food's so nice they named it twice. I was gonna say, name so nice. It's like someone's name is John John. So, so nice fuck common, be uncommon. That's kind of how I read it, but it's just, um, it's kind of the idea of participation trophies. You know, like, um, if yeah. you. We didn't come in to take pot, we came in to take over! Or being Conor McGregor. Um, if you just try, then that's good enough. It's not. It's not good enough to just give a shit and try. Sorry. Wish it was. It's not. But it's, um, we don't celebrate that we're the same as everybody. You shouldn't celebrate that you're the same as everybody. It's cool to be in a certain level of somebody who pushes a distinction and being the next level as other people. Sure. And that is the idea of being in common, to, to push yourself above and, and be amongst a group. Um, say it's a, an upwards triangle this way, and if you're here among a group of most common people, to push to this next level of anything. If you want to be the best goddamn pastry shelf, if you want to be the best goddamn finger painter, if you want to make the coolest backpacks, if you want to write the best poetry, if you want to cook the greatest fucking bagels, if you want to do anything, doesn't matter. If you want to be more uncommon than those people, that makes you uncommon. Great, that's cool. Then it gets smaller. But the thing about that is, that's, here is celebrating sameness of, um, cool, we're all human, we're all alive, let's be grateful. Cool. I mean, I guess that's great, we're not dead. And then here, we're more distinct. But there's still a lot of fucking people that are uncommon. There are. And the pursuit of being the uncommon amongst the uncommon of a smaller group of people is where we salute that distinction of, hey, those motherfuckers are a little bit different. Those are the motherfuckers that, hey, they meant to the next level, and then realize there's a next level, and there's always going to be those people that go next, and next, and next, and next. And those people that go above that are the people that get the most made fun of. The people that are the most misunderstood. The people that others say are psycho or out of control and just don't understand how to enjoy life. People are going to say that they just don't understand how to enjoy it. And those are the people that are so grateful that other people don't understand that. <laughs> they love that they don't understand that. And that is the level um, that we're always going to aspire to be at. But I, I also don't know if those people ever claim to be there. I don't think that they're ever they're never self, gonna reach they're never gonna reach a point where they're never okay. self-proclaimed the uncommon amongst the uncommon, which is um the tattoo that I, I, I have on my wrist is uncommon amongst uncommon people, and it's not that I claim to be there at all. It's always a self-reminder of, hey fucker, you got a lot to work for. That's you got so much farther to go. And there might be besides the fact that I'm the best in the world at being with boxing. There's no one ever going to be better than me. But also, he's the best in the world at being Caleb Fossum. No one's ever going to be more Caleb than Caleb Fossum. But that's cool and great, but also that doesn't fucking mean anything to us. Yeah. It really doesn't. We want to be the best in the world at something that other people have tried to do. And we may get there, we may never get there, or we may actually reach it and never actually realize that we're there. And that's the point of... Um, when you salute those actions, those intentions, and the people that work to get in there, is a next level of uncommon that it's like our level of, of nirvana, really. Um, but everybody below, it's not that they're bad or they're underachieving, really. Maybe they are, that's a debate for another time. But it's, um, 
we don't really care to celebrate that sameness. We don't really care to celebrate the, the commonalities of, of, of those people. And it's not that we want to insult those people at all. People are struggling and people are going through the shits and people are doing their best. I get that. Everybody's doing their best though. And then there's people that are just doing a little bit more. You know, just do a little bit more to be a little bit more distinct. Quiet edge. There are people that are doing the lonely work. Nobody's watching. Lights are on, sometimes the lights are off, regardless. Be that guy. They are putting in the work to, to doing the shit. And that's why I love the idea of not here to celebrate sameness, here to salute our distinction. So this is my salute to those people who are doing a little bit more, but a little bit uncommon, because this is a podcast that we did after Veteran Tuesday with um, people like the oper- operational athlete and a bunch of military veterans. Those people are, are different. Their baseline of hard, their baseline of difficult, their baseline of tired, their baseline of physically exhausted is so much fucking higher than mine. I thought I was a, I thought I was a motherfucker. And I worked out with those people and God, I felt like a bitch. I really did. I really felt like a little bitch working out with them. And it was the most humbling and awesome experience I've gone through in a really long time because they were distinctly different than I was. That was okay. And it wasn't... It was cool to understand that I was not the same. I didn't feel less than because like, I, I, I'm on my way there. But it was something to, out of all of that rant and that thing, was to salute people like that of, hey, your fucking baseline is different than mine. And thank God it is because you show me another side. Um, be different. That's all I got to say. We fucking salute that shit. Be a misfit. That's it. That's, that's it. The intent. Wow, wow, I just stole everything out of his mouth. I just kept going. I just felt it in my bones. No, I don't even That was a green light. That's what that was. That was a real life green well, light. I'm glad that we kept, kept going. We kept riffing because we would have got to this point. Yeah. And we actually got through. We don't script anything, but just our notes of like when I'm listening, I just write down things that stick with me, whatever, take my notes. That's what we just went through. And then some of his. And I hope you guys liked it. Yeah, if you have not yet listened to the Green Lights book by Matthew McConaughey, um, first, first question. Fuck you doing with your life. Second, fuck you doing with your life. Come on, Patrick Stark. Get out, third, of, get out from under that rock. Third, I need you to do two things. I need you to buy the book. Physically buy the book. I need you to read it. And then after you read the book, I need you to sign up for Audible and then listen to the book. With Matthew McConaughey's voice. With Matthew McConaughey's voice. Because it is actually an experience that I think is so beneficial to go through both like, paths of the passage. To, to really hear it and listen to it and then read it and then it just digest all of it. Because um, that's what I do with all of my favorite books. I read them and then I, I listen to them because going it's through it both ways, it, it hits different. You pick them on different shit. Um, do that. And um, if your life isn't better, I'll pay for your fucking book. Because, uh, and also that, that expires in like 30 days. <laughs> um, for once we blow up and there's a billion people listening to this, that definitely expires. But... I think we're good. I think that was solid. I enjoyed that. I did too. I appreciate my brother for taking um, taking the green lights and running with it, man. That was awesome. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Podcast. Luke Box stay here with Caleb Fossum. This was uh, this was fun. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, green lights. One love.